0: everyone and welcome to the King Kong Minute Podcast the show where we analyze scrutinize and celebrate the 2005 film King Kong one minute at a time my name is Steven and I'm Terry and today uh, we are joined again for his last episode with us to close out this week with minute number 10 we are joined by Kyle how's it going
1: oh you know i'm just grieving the fact i won't be here tomorrow such <sighs> sweet sorrow such sweet yeah. sorrow i've got to go back in my pen now <laughs>
0: uh well we're very grateful that you stuck out the week with us it's been uh, a lot of fun quite enjoyed my pleasure
1: your insight has been invaluable oh i don't hear that a lot (laughs) no no it's been great i appreciate you inviting me on.
0: yeah of course yeah we've been very very honored um so minute 10 Minute ten starts with uh, Carl asking the executives if Tamil would waste his time on nudity shots. The minute ends with uh, he's listening through the through the wall with the glass, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you can kind of hear him say, "Guys, got loser written all over him," and then just muffled noises. So that's pretty dense. So, mm-hmm. all right. Any notes it's, to start off with here? Um,
2: again, just this encapsulates denim so well i know i keep saying this but it's just it, it's good stuff um it, it's once again really just jack black uh tying together denim's whole character really well like he is inordinately hot-headed but he goes all in on his passion and then he can be unexpectedly resourceful to boot um mm-hmm. and it's just like, this is like you know it's something um you guys were mentioning last time about when denim is giving his pitch it's not even a pitch honestly it's just sort of like a manifesto of himself like declaring that this is what he's going to do he's not mm-hmm. even asking permission from these producers if he can get the money to do this he's telling them this is what is gonna happen yeah and the kind of passion that he shows here is like directly correlates to that i think it's just he is so convinced that this is the course of action that is going to be taken that yeah. he can't imagine anything else. And how dare they try to suggest <laughs> anything else.
1: Yeah, and then he, like, you know, conjures up the name of Cecil D- B. Mm-hmm. DeMille. Mm-hmm. Like, the the god of cinema at the time. Uh-huh. Like, literally, mm-hmm, yeah. like, the founding father of American cinema. But, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Which which I find funny
1: because uh, he
0: asked if he would waste his time on nudity shots. And in fact, in 1932, uh, his film, um, Sign of the Cross, did have nudity in it. So I just find that mm, funny. How about that? <laughs> um, but most well-known, I would I think, what, for Ten Commandments, right? Most well-known mm-hmm. film by yeah. Cecil DeMille.
1: He did the, uh, yeah, yep, King of Kings as well. Mm-hmm. That was a real mm-hmm. big one. Yeah. Excellent movie as well. Excellent. A lot of biblical bra- blockbusters yes. from him. Yes. He had a thing for this Bible. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Never heard of it myself. But.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, most commercially successful film producer director in history, according mm-hmm. to Wikipedia. So mm-hmm. um, other notes here. Um,
2: here he is. Tom Hanks, golden boy. <laughs> the, the less disappointing son. <laughs> um, <laughs> we no, no, Colin not, that's We see Oh, wait. Yeah um Tom, Tom yes Tom uh yeah Tom. no i'm just, uh, that's not fair to colin hanks he's not disappointing at all he's quite <laughs> a good actor yes um i enjoy his
0: performance especially in this film
2: oh yeah no he is really good and like the first full-on shot of his face that we see the expression it's like preston knows exactly <laughs> what just happened in there in fact he probably could hear it. like this has happened before. He's been here before. He knows what comes next, too. Mm, like, sure. he, you can see he's just kind of bracing himself.
1: <laughs> it does um, make you it,
2: wonder... Oh, god, It's kind of like, give me that quick. It's like, you're not going to like it. It's non-alcoholic. <laughs> like He knows <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what typically comes after one of Denim's tirades.
1: Yeah. Um, I love that line. It makes me wonder, like, what his life story is that keeps him there. Is it just... Mm. Is it loyalty? Is it like the hope of maybe I'll maybe this guy has got something and it's gonna sprout wings and I'll be there to to, to soar along with him? Or I don't is know. he <laughs> actually
0: paying Preston?
2: I know he can't. Didn't think so. <laughs> you know, again, this is me making complete hypotheticals, but I have to believe that somehow Denim and Preston are like there was like a family connection at some point, like either. Mm it's a friend of a friend or a friend of a family mm, friend yeah. kind of thing. Um, or Preston against like just had originally had like starry-eyed hopes of getting in big with film and did see that boy, Denim had spunk, if
0: nothing else. No, no, his father um, was in the film big.
1: Hmm. Ah. Oh,
0: you're, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yes.
1: You know, Kyle, <laughs> you know, I don't
2: think this is going to be your last time. I think it's somebody <laughs> else's so last sorry. time. I'm not even <laughs> sorry. I'm I not know. sorry.
1: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha.
2: Um, But especially just some of the lines you hear between Preston and Driscoll later in the film, there's a lot more depth to, Pre- to Preston than I think mm-hmm. we initially see. Sure.
0: Yeah. For sure. Um, that, that poor I kid. Almost, <laughs>
2: Yeah. You know, he a lot of. I have to imagine that sometimes Preston is functioning as uh, Denim's very beleaguered conscience. Mm hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> true, true, true. I, uh, I love his glasses. Mm hmm. So, yes, I, I study I study glasses. Literally hey, wow. for a living. And I love that, that he has these octagonal, uh, yes. rimless, drill-mounted lenses. I love them. Yes,
2: that is an excellent point. They are quite
1: distinctive. Out of yeah. 10, <laughs> where do these rank in glasses? For I 1930s,
0: know.
1: 9.5. 9.5? Yeah. 9.5. 9.5. Excellent. For
0: 1930s, 9.5.
1: They're like, some
2: pretty great glasses. That is a very good point. Like... I can't imagine I've ever seen spectacles like that, you know, in any like any other case of like having seen eyeglasses around this period. Like Mm -hmm. it's a much more modern um Mm -hmm. like piece, honestly, than I would have imagined. Almost to the point of being anachronistic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. I I Mm -hmm. haven't studied the history into specific time periods of glasses. Um, but I do know that those would be very difficult to manufacture, especially back then. They're probably expensive. Mm. Um, mm. So I wonder where he's. I mean, I don't I imagine you don't see a whole lot of glasses in these movies.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, ben all right. you know, you
2: know, know what? Well, but. let's go down this rabbit hole a little bit. Sure. If those gla- if those eyeglasses are as expense, would have been ex- as expensive to produce as they say, would that seem to indicate that maybe Preston's family has? Money of some sort. Mm. Maybe that's why Denim is keeping him around because it's a potential Ooh. source of
1: money. That hurts. But or, you're probably right. <laughs> or even his point of view, maybe he's if that's the case, he's like he's really wanting to separate himself from his money and do something yeah. he wants mm. to do. Maybe his dad's in I don't know, plastics or whatever was popular at the time. Of course he would be. You know, of course yeah, he know. would be. Of course he would. And then he's like, you know, I wanna be in the film business, Dad. He's like, son, I will beat you until you make plastic with me and pollute the earth. And then he's just like, you know, and he's like, Ah, I'm gonna go with this film guy who's like hustles me, you know, he's like, No kid, we're gonna be great and he's just kinda stuck. He's like, I'm not going back to daddy. Daddy will know I was wrong. <laughs> it's like
2: you see, like you see you see how desperate I am to get away from my family? This guy. This guy, that's how desperate I am.
0: Yep. Not that anyone asked, but uh, I, I can give you a little bit more information on the glasses, too, which I, I find don't... interesting. So Please do. Please do. <laughs> his It's his minute face... by minute. Let's do it. Sure. His face is kind of uh, oval-shaped, right? Yes. It's got a kind mm-hmm. of... So if you notice his glasses, they are attached. They're drill-mounted at the very top of the lenses, kind mm-hmm. of like they're hanging down from the sides. Um, what that essentially does, the eye just tends to think that the, the temple should be in the middle of the lens, right? If it's hanged down below, it kind of gives – the glass is a more of a middle ground between the face. It makes it look like it's kind of bringing the face back into a mm-hmm. not as narrow and tall. Look, it just, it gives sort of an illusion of normalizing, I guess you mm. could say the shape of the face because the oh. temples are much higher.
1: Interesting. So, so oh, fun that's fact, a
0: good note, fun fact. Again, this is what I'm studying. So, <laughs> right. No,
2: that that's great. Yeah. it's, it's awesome to pull details like that. Yeah. Um, Jumping from that, um, as we see the camera pan around uh to Denim listening at the uh door with the water glass, which is again a great another great just like little tidbit of Denim's personality. It's like how like scrappy resourceful he can be. Mm-hmm. Um so when Denim puts the glass up to the door of the screening room, um, you can actually see a poster on the wall. Behind Denim and it's Mm. for Marion C. Cooper's film Uh, Chang A Drama of the Wilderness from 1927 so it's another work by the same director of the original 33 film I didn't notice
1: that that's funny I did not either Mm. good tidbits we have (laughs) got these are juicy
2: again I think that is IMDB again
1: good for you IMDB
2: (laughs) I will I will never take credit for thinking that I was clever enough to spot a lot of these like most of these are IMDb. You That's
1: weren't fair. sitting there going, "Wait, honey, look, it's that poster." For- <laughs>
2: no, I would be a bad husband if I was forcing Katie to watch all of this, like frame by
0: frame,
1: <laughs> and just sit there for about a you know a good fifteen minutes, be like, "What
0: mm-hmm. is that?" Do yeah. you uh do either of you know what film Colin Hanks and uh, Jack Black were also in together? I can't say off the top of my head. I do not. He plays a very small role, but he's in... uh, Colin Hanks, I mean, plays a very small role. Uh, But he's in the uh, New Jumanji film. The first of the two New Jumanji films. I haven't seen very At the very end, he plays uh, the younger kid grown up, basically.
1: Mm. Oh, interesting. And Jack
0: Black, of course, plays a teenage girl in that movie. It's fantastic. (laughs) That movie is so good. If you haven't seen it... That's a gift. Highly recommend. Like, I loved... The you know Robin Williams Jumanji. But this movie, it was not disappointing as a sequel. It really wasn't.
1: All right. it, it was good. I highly recommend. And now for, for our next minute into mm-hmm. the uh, uh, Jumanji. Wow, I'm just I just <laughs> failed. My brain said no, you no, can't it's... do this anymore.
0: Jumanji Minute? Is that what you're doing? Jumanji adjusting? Minute, <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I yeah. was. Well, nice it's to just
1: it. you just go to a minute of each of Jack Black's. <laughs> one there one minute there one minute there
2: so the only other observation that I really have in my head is what motivates Zelman to defend Denim to these producers I wondered other producers. that too and I don't know mm-hmm. like he's he's the only one here who's even halfway sticking up for Denim yeah. saying that He's got a lot of near successes. Like, I don't know, maybe Zellman has a stake in Denim actually succeeding. Hmm. I mean, obviously they all do, but it seems Zellman more than the others.
0: Probably just a bet they made. <laughs> hmm, possibly.
1: Maybe it is a uh, working relationship thing where it's like hmm. he's been around so much and he kind of, like, despite his, you know not real successes but he's like well i mean he's, he's trying you know maybe there's more pity <laughs> yeah. than anything else it's like i mean i mean yeah uh, he doesn't he doesn't really fight much after that it seems it's just mm. like eh, man, oh, yeah you know he's, he's no. trying maybe and they're like yeah sell the stuff i mean he's like okay. you know it's like i feel like it's pity myself yeah. just no, like
2: I, mm. I i see that like i if You know, I think you're right. I think it's probably closer to something like a resigned admiration for the fact that it doesn't matter how many times this guy fails, he just keeps trying, even when he shouldn't.
0: Right. I mean, hey, we're... Sorry, the whole point of his character is so that we can support the underdog, so no reason I think Zellman wouldn't be feeling the same feelings we feel towards Denim. Yeah, fair. Mm -hmm. Very true. Except that we're not giving him money to make this picture that might not work. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
2: that. no, honestly, like, let, let's think about the logistics of this. You've got this, honestly, this director who's had absolutely no major breakthroughs, who's had a lot of middling near success. You're two mm-hmm. months into production. You're 40 grand deep, 800K roughly in mm-hmm. today money. And thanks for that, Stephen. Mm-hmm. And um, this guy in your, like, progress meeting, basically says, you know what, guys? I'm going to get a ship, and I'm going to go to this (laughs) island, because I found a map. I'm not going to tell you where I found it, yeah. (laughs) but we're just going to go there, and that's where we're going to finish shooting this picture. It is the longest of long shots, and it is absolutely absurd. No one would go for this.
0: Yeah, that's fair. He's totally lost it at this point.
2: Yeah.
1: It is crazy, certifiably.
0: Yeah.
1: I Um, I feel like he knows this is maybe or denim i mean is maybe it's like he knows Mm -hmm. this is his last rodeo if he doesn't get this right like he knows this is it if they don't go for this i'm not gonna work again no one's gonna give me any money Mm -hmm. um and so i think there's there is definitely this desperation i'm sure he had all of this like the stuff he's been showing this whole time, but it you know aggression and like yeah, I just take what I want. But I I do <laughs> get the sense of this is like no no no, this is my survival at this point. I am yeah. not going mm-hmm. back to doing some nine to five somewhere. You know I'm not going back to the breadline. I'm mm-hmm. I'm here, and I yeah, will yeah, do whatever yeah. it takes to be you know
2: mm-hmm, on the top here. Yeah, and you know I, I think you know talking bringing up the breadline, I I think the setting of the time is definitely worth mentioning for mm-hmm. a little bit of an explanation for his behavior, mm. because it's part of it had to be his personal hubris, his chase for fame, his chase yeah. for recognition for glory in his field. But yeah, a large part of it also had to just be for survival. I mean, he's not, if he doesn't cut it here, he's literally going to
0: end up washed up and quite possibly homeless. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. That's exactly. Fair. Um, does the. You, you don't see this a whole lot anymore in movies. I feel like he's out a lot more in previous, like, I don't know, previous decades. But uh you don't see a lot of people putting glasses up against walls anymore to hear what's on the other side. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> we've, we've lost something. Yeah. <laughs> it's a major loss.
1: The FBI um, is
0: like, you know what? Maybe. We <laughs> okay, the FBI you know, agents and- who are probably listening into this <laughs> Zoom call <Yeah>. crap, <laughs> most likely. <Yeah. laughs> we've been blown. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, you know, you know, since we bring that up, let's let's put that apart a little bit. You know, he says, Preston, you've got a lot to learn about the movie making business. Denim, at what other point has listening at <laughs> doors with a water glass really benefited you? What kind of circumstances have you gotten yourself into?
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, you could see it listening into some other executive meetings, trying to feel the room before he comes in with a pitch or something. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe. I don't know. Okay, I, fair enough. I also think he's just there's a lot of him that's completely full of crap and he's just well, like yes. you know I mean he's just like yeah I, I, you know this is how we do it it's like no this is not I've almost it's almost even funnier if you think he's never done that before in his life and this yeah. is like his absolute desperation he's like oh yeah this is you, you, don't, you know you don't know and it's like but no I am <laughs> no, this is the first
2: time that Denim has actually done this cuz he cuz he saw it in a movie
0: once yeah, <laughs> And then he puts it up against the wall and realizes it doesn't work. He just keeps the illusion going so Preston doesn't pick up on the fact that he was wrong.
1: Yeah, he's like, actually, I can just hear perfectly fine just leaning against the door. Ah, oh, okay.
2: (laughs) You know, hey, honestly, there's another reason maybe he keeps Preston around. Maybe he seems so much more impressive to himself Mm. with with Mm, Preston next mm -hmm. to him as like a metric.
1: Yeah. Yeah. maybe he thinks himself as weirdly a fatherly figure like uh, as far as artistically to this kid he's like ah stick with me kid it'll be fine I'll show you the ropes yeah uh, yeah, like you're saying it's just a way to pump himself up it's just a way to make him the great auteur
2: mentor or whatever yeah which is laughable because you can clearly see by the end of the movie that Preston is you know quite the superior man Mm -hmm.
1: which yeah and I think that absolutely is so much the point it just shows that Mm -hmm. You know, the guy who knows it all is the one and seems to elevate to the top for a minute is the one who just didn't get it at all.
2: Nope. Hmm.
0: Would you... If, if you had to only pick one person to be the main character of this film, mm. would it be mm. Kong? Would it be Anne? Would it be Carl? Or would it be Jack? But you could only pick one.
2: Hmm. See, I got a dark horse... Honestly. Mm-hmm. Hayes is still my favorite character. And you um, put him as one of the mains. Honestly, yeah. I mean, think okay. about it. Hayes is taking the place that the original Driscoll had of the okay. Tough as Nails first mate, but a tough as Nails first mate that actually has depth to him. And which provide yeah, provides further motivation to characters like Jimmy
0: mm-hmm. to keep um, going.
2: Again, like I, I'm biased. I say Hayes is my favorite character because the Heart of Darkness scene is yeah, my favorite which is scene, fantastic mm. scene. Out of the movie. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I, I think the gravity that Hayes brings to the venture and to their time on the islands, I, I I usually always go for the underdog picks of a favorite mm. character. Um, with that though, I'd say it's it's pretty evenly tied between Anne and um, playwright Driscoll that we have in the O5 okay. version. Because mm. um, I think the story of them developing and entering a new chapter of their lives is more interesting and at least ends with more potential hope, however melancholy it might be, than this final chapter of Denims.
0: Mm. Yeah, mm. that makes a lot of sense. Didn't think about that. Um, what about what about Kong? Your thoughts on Kong? So we get, I mean, we definitely again. I mean, you could say final chapter. You could also mm-hmm. say he doesn't show up for an hour, <laughs> so you could also say that's part of it. But um, uh-huh. would you, where would you put Kong in the in the in the main character breakdown?
2: I mean, it's almost not fair to call him a main character because he is like the living force of the movie itself, like okay. a. Like a recurring weather pattern, a literal force of nature um, but admittedly a force of nature given incredible character and mm-hmm. um again we're, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about both the um reality of Silverback gorillas and the mm-hmm. fiction of mega Primatus Kong that mm-hmm. was developed for uh you know like a natural history of skull island and mm-hmm. um just for the lore of this movie in general. But it's a different category all on its own. Um, You know, on one hand, you've got this washed-up director who's basically in his swan song, his last desperate Mm -hmm. attempt to make himself relevant. Um, You've got this woman who is backed up against the wall as a comedic vaudeville actress who is forced into a new chapter of her life, but does ultimately find hope. We we really don't get a lot of depth sounding on Driscoll, yeah. Um, with what how things have been up to this point, but I mean, yeah, he's definitely seems like okay. The only depth sounding is that his latest play is called Isolation, which yeah. has to be a self reflection on himself. He definitely seems For like sure. the type, um, you know, the Tweety twerp and all that. Um, <laughs> but you know, this is a, I think a new positive turn on his life. This is him being drawn out of his shell, you know, with him quite literally kicking and screaming, Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but for the better ultimately. But then you've got this final act of an entire species, like Mm -hmm. this last remnant of a literal alien world. Mm -hmm. It, It is such a different class of storytelling, a different, um, caliber of story being told here. Like sure. and it is so profoundly
1: sad. Yeah. And I almost wonder if if it alien world is, is is it's if it's almost more not like not so much alien as it's it's just alien to them. You mm-hmm. know? It's not really. Yeah, like, Kong is you know i think it was like i think jackson so he's like he's like lived there 100 120 years like at this point he's old he's the last mm-hmm. he's seen all of his family die and he's the uh, he's as natural to the the planet as anyone else mm-hmm. but but you know he's just the victim of all mm-hmm. these desperate people you know, mm-hmm. yeah. that, like, for, like, what like you're saying, Terry, was the last-ditch efforts, the survival, you know. Anne wants to survive. Adam wants to survive. They all want to change. They all want their lives to go on and just, but, and they, they just can't, like, try to get my thoughts together here. So <laughs> <No>, you're good. <laughs> but, uh.
2: I'm definitely picking up what you're putting down though. But
1: yeah, but it's like, yeah. it's like, it, it's so, it's just the kind of that abuse that we, that leads us like mm-hmm. the, the drive for, for even survival. It just leads to the loss of so many great things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then once you throw in, like you said, hubris and greed and you know, yeah. this, this could have been a level, he could have taken the film and gone home, you know, <laughs> to like, look yeah. what mm-hmm. this is like, you know, but no, mm-hmm. he had yep. to, he had to destroy the last remnants of, Earth, something mm-hmm. prehistoric, something mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, yeah. and he only
2: realizes it at the mm-hmm. absolute too late, bitter end. Yeah. yeah,
1: and the only one who realizes it before it's too late is Anne. Really. Right, mm-hmm. she's the one yeah. who sees what he really is, and they. Ah, understand. but
2: it's the early thirties. Who listens to a yeah, woman? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Oh,
0: cash! Um, Shoot it, yep. <laughs> lest we steal too much from the end of the movie. True. Um, yeah, I know. But I did want to let you ramble because uh, you know it's your last time mm. to talk about it with us. So let me ramble. Um, yeah, <laughs> let you ramble. Uh, seriously, though, we we greatly appreciate you joining us for the week. Um, our very first Kyle, guest. Right. It's been
2: what, great. It's been so great having you. Thanks for being our first guest. This will like
1: such a high quality start. Oh, for sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for letting me talk about this movie. I've, it's been a long time since I've talked about this movie so <laughs> it's, it's been great.
0: Happy to have you. Yeah. One of, the, one of the great shames of our time is that no one talks about this movie anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. We <laughs>
0: aim to change that. At least a little yes. bit. If you had to... I'm sorry. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. One mm-hmm. last question. Mm-hmm. If you had to uh, make a list, okay, you have three movies. Um, let's put... Uh, what's what's like uh goonies
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> king kong this mm-hmm. one yeah or uh what's another like good et mm. mm-hmm. no that's that's bad most people mm-hmm. are gonna go for goonies and et long before this <laughs> okay goonies king kong or inception there we go let's yeah like a, okay goonies king kong or inception where oh. would you mm-hmm. how would you list those three in, in terms of favoritism? Uh, personally, like I
2: Goonies is great and all, but honestly, I think a lot of these 80s adventure movies, like when we actually hold them up to a critical lens, will <laughs> kind of fall apart on us. I'm honestly
0: going to lump E.T. on there as well. Come yes. at me. I, yeah, I, I stand I by it. Um, I know I'm 27, but Goonies, <laughs> I, I've watched once and could probably never watch again and be fine with that. I apologize. Like, I enjoy Goonies. It's got appeal, but...
2: <laughs> i would much rather go for jackson's king kong or inception um yeah i think i like mm, at the risk of exhausting myself i think i would rather reach for inception more than of, than jackson's king kong just because watching jackson's king kong is an undertaking
0: that's true true you
2: got to
1: really set aside time for it mm-hmm. what about you kyle what do you think I must admit, I have not seen Goonies yet. (laughs) So, Uh, that one goes... Okay, let's swap Goonies for Uh, E.T. So, E.T., Inception, and uh, King Kong. All right, so... um, Let's see. I would say... E.T.'s at the bottom. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. I would say I... This is interesting, because Inception is... I would argue a cleaner film mm-hmm, for um, sure. but it's not as much my style of film mm. a lot of people like went crazy about it i i, I mean it's a great movie but it's like mm-hmm. it's just not quite my bend no, so if that. you said like hey would you rather watch this you know several times over and it's kind of like one of those movies unfortunately i kind of got burned out on because i watched it maybe mm. too many times which i actually think in a way king kong's length and the amount of characters you have to go through and the amount of things that are going on with all the characters um i would, i might just out of weird preference put king kong above it hmm. just because okay. it's also it's just also such a it's such a like which one makes me think if i think of like just the ending we're, we're not we'll talking about the ending too much but it's like but if i think <laughs> about like the last feeling you get from them, both mm-hmm. like inception at the end and that one inception's great ending, mm-hmm. but it doesn't leave me kind of feeling much mm-hmm. personally, okay. personally. A lot of people feel differently about that. But for me, it's like King Kong is something that it does make me feel strongly and it makes me reevaluate, you know, my, a lot of things and a lot of my views on like a lot, like of life and what makes you know, us human, what makes life, sacred Mm. and all these other things and i Mm. think that's a little bit more special to me than inception even though inception's a good film and arguably Mm. better i might put it above that so Mm. what about i mean
2: talking about et jackson's king kong and inception i mean one thing that we can definitely agree on is that hey john williams james newton howard Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer, legendary oh, yes. composers all yeah. of them. Uh, now that, that one is. would be hard yes,
0: that would oh. be a hard choice <laughs> um, Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, I mean E.T. or Goonies, either one would be at the bottom. Again, anyone who is watching this who's over the age of 30 is like scre- maybe 40 I know,
2: like is, is like calling for our heads right now. <laughs> I get that You um, can have it but for yeah. a price
1: Come and get it <laughs> Because I'm a millennial Goonies. and I need the money Help me <laughs>
0: Et and Goonies are at the bottom for sure. Um, I am actually quite torn on Inception or King Kong. Mm. Just so I definitely talked up King Kong in the intro, basically saying it was my favorite movie ever. That's not entirely true. <gasps> um, I I do love this movie deeply. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's probably my top like twenty five. Films of all time Maybe 20 Oh mm.
1: interesting Cool
0: If I had to Had to give it a number Maybe top 20 So I'm really not sure Between Inception Or this one I, I agree Inception is probably A better crafted film mm-hmm. When it comes to Storytelling Or not Maybe not storytelling Yeah Cleaner is just The best way to put it yeah. mm-hmm. It's It doesn't have fluff mm-hmm. um, Filler There's not a lot of filler It just keeps it going mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan Is um, an excellent director Dialogue mm-hmm. is his Really He's good at dialogue scenes Yeah mm-hmm for um, sure the describing the mazes the... anyway yeah mm-hmm. we're not this is an inception minute but <laughs> um i might have to put inception above this maybe just a little bit I now, mean, this, it is you know. it is an unexpectedly tough comparison like when you mm-hmm. mentioned it, i was like oh dang hang on i gotta think about this <laughs> um this is probably more my style of film because i you know big monster go fight mm-hmm. um but i i just i really like inception so okay that's that's just the the measure. Yeah, the my, my meter stick. <laughs> that's fair. So, and All I right. think that is that. Wow, this is our longest episode of this week. But mm-hmm. well, we had to give Kyle a good send off. We did, and he gave us uh, plenty of wonderful insight into this Seriously. film. So we appreciate oh, it so much.
1: Talk to you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll send your check by the mail, and it might not get lost. Maybe.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I've given up. It's, uh, it's fine. Keep it. Uh, I, I, right. I got well, it. I got this card from this lovely man in a pinstripe suit. He told me to go down to this, uh, <laughs> this one place that's uh, gonna open, and uh, he said, "Take the money and leave and forget it." <laughs> so, I think I'll try that, and it'll be fine. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, again, thank you so much, You're um, listeners. Thank you for. Sticking with us. And um yeah, I guess um thank you for listening. Uh sticking with us and then I guess you will hear us uh in the next episode. When you hear us, uh in the next episode of the King King Kong Kong Minute. Minute. Bye.